producer Jane here for Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas with a quick listen of the cocktail cabinet from episode 252. Not dropping a podcast this week, Caro is overseas and unfortunately Corrie is, well, she's lost her voice again, so we'll be joining you next week. For the moment, though, let's head to the cocktail cabinet with Miles Thompson from Prince Wine Store. Miles Thompson from Prince Wine Store joins our podcast every week. Miles, it's delightful to see you in person and Caro's on the line from Amsterdam where she's probably having a beer or I don't even know what they drink over there. But um, we're talking about Chablis this week. Mm, Good stuff. I am really, really crazy for Chablis. Oh, good. And I think probably, well, well, really, since we've been working with you on the podcast the past couple of years... Summer hasn't been summer without a dozen or so in the box from Prince Wine Store going down to the beach for summer. Got to do it. It's perfect. The perfect match. Tell me or tell us about Mm. Chablis. Tell us about the grape. Tell us where primarily it's grown, the best best Chablis growing regions in the world. And here in Australia too. Well, so Chablis Chablis is is the region uh, and I think there's a town as well, but Chablis is the region um, it's all Chardonnay and it has to be. So if it's, it's, if it says Chablis on the label and it's all Chardonnay, that's the way it is. That's the law. We can't, we, we used to be able to here in Australia, put Chablis on the label. Um, but we can't anymore because we have, we have an agreement with Europe with wines and wine labeling and that sort of stuff. So it's like this protected, it's this protective region and it's protected because it's so unique. So it has this particular soil type, which is called Kimmeridgian clay soil. And it's these clay soils with basically fossilised sea animals in it. So this really like limestone rich, and it's what gives Chablis its really racy, zesty, sort of mineral driven palate and nose. And it's got this typical, often you hear them talk about oyster sort of oyster shell, or maybe even like iodine, but that oyster sort of shell aroma in particular is what you associate with Chablis. It's that real kind of like racy, crunchy, super vibrant, style of Chardonnay. So if you think unoaked Chardonnay, if you think what we maybe think of Australia as unoaked Chardonnay, that's kind of what you're thinking with Chablis. Now Chablis can be oaked and not, depends on the producer. It's usually, you don't see it as much as you might hear in a normal sort of Chardonnay, but it's usually about that purity that you get from Chablis. And so would it, so does, does it then, it might vary in colour? Um... Yeah, get, colour's always a funny deep, one. I wouldn't. Deeper yellows. Of, of yeah, a, so the deeper yellows you're probably going to see like further south down in like Burgundy, what I like call Burgundy proper, like down in that sort of southern southern sort of Burgundy area. Um, and obviously here in Australia, you'll see those more sort of deep colours. You tend to see it a little bit lighter coloured coming out of Chablis. Yeah. Uh, so if we grow, if do do we we can't name it in Australia, but no. can we grow it? Well, it's Chardonnay. So you can grow similar. Chardonnay. Yes. But yes. Anything similar to it. No, I mean some people. Some people will say they make their their Chardonnays in that style or something like that. But you know, it's you've always got to be careful if you're comparing yourself to, you know, the original, <laughs> the original soil the, and the yeah, original environment. Because that's what you yeah. can't. That's that's the whole thing with French wine and Italian wine and these European wines is you can't. You can grow the same grapes, but you can't recreate the wine because everything's unique. The soil. The viticulture, the, the the even the like the history and the winemaking and the microclimates and the weather and all that stuff go to make a particular sort of you know 
imprint the wine with a certain style. Can you explain why Chablis is so much more expensive on on average than other wines? Well, the, the, so the funny thing about Chablis at the moment is, or, or certainly the the last up until the last couple of years, was that when you looked at Chablis, say versus like somewhere like Merceau or Pellini Montrachet, which are these other very famous Chardonnay producing um, areas in France, it is very cheap in comparison. So when you when you look at it in the Australian markets, it's always going to be expensive like a lot of these European and, and other international wines okay. are because the taxes and the way that things are priced and shipping them over here and all that sort of stuff. Um, but in relative terms, when you look at the rest of Europe, in particular France and, and Chardonnay, you know, famous Chardonnay producing regions of, of Europe and France, it's relatively cheap, although that's changing. You're starting to see it pick up because yeah. people are obsessed by it at the moment. So we, will, we they, have a will, they produ- will they produce mm. more then because the world demand Well, they demand can't is? because it's the, so the area is defined. So, you know, they say this is the area of Chablis, you know, 10Ks north of here, 10Ks east of here, 10Ks west of there, and 10Ks south of whatever, or whatever it's defined as, which is the soil type, and right? And so that'll never change. You can plant more and- vines per hectare or whatever if you want to get maybe some more... Uh, yield out of your out of your vineyards, but so you, know, you can't we're just stuck, you we're can't stuck just with like, um, fifty bucks a bottle. Then, yeah, I'd say fifty bucks a bottle is your starting point with Chablis yeah. these days. Yeah, it well. used to be about thirty five, forty. You could get some nice wines, but just in the, it, literally in the last five years, it's just every year it's sort of gone up five percent. So now, so you're having a taste. You're having a tasting. Um, what what can yeah. you recommend? Well, we're, we're having a tasting in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, and there's actually, we've just been looking at a bunch of, of wines and there's a lot of really good stuff. And there'll be a couple there. There's one that won't be there that I'm going to talk about today. And then, then there's a couple that, and then there's one that will be there as well. So you'll get to try it if you come along, although I think it's almost sold out. So so tell us um, tell us what, you've, what you're recommending. Right. So I've got two, I picked two really sort of what I would call like pure classic Chablis. They, they don't use any oak, both these producers. One's called Gilbert Peak and one's called Le Chantamel. Um, Chantem- Le Chantemel uses no oak at all, steel tank. Uh, they're third generation winemakers, although the grandfather used to be at Cooper, which is part of the reason why they don't use oak because the son hated the smell of oak because they're always processing oak. So when he sort of took over and they were making wine, he decided no oak in the wines and that's carried on now as well. So they're a very pure sort of example. So that lovely like citrus that kind of quartzy sort of powder that you get, that like lemon pith kind of thing going on. Very, very pure, very, very clean style Chardonnay. And how much is the Le Chantemel? So that's 55 Yep. And the Gilbert Peak, they do the same. They don't use any oak at all. Um, it's, it's all in stainless steel tank, but they do do uh, what's called uh, lee stirring. So when the, the yeast <laughs> cells die from fermentation, they leave them on the wine and they stir them through the wine. And it and it contact with the wine gives it this lovely texture and weight. So they're very similar in style. They have that like lovely sort of lemon pith, and they've got that real sort of like mineral driven nose, that oyster shell on them. But then on the palate, they have a bit more sort of flesh and weight, and they've got this lovely texture that comes from that lee stirring. So really cool wines, but also but very pure at the same time. Carol, I know it's early morning over there, but don't you just want to have a glass of Chablis the way Miles is describing it? It's just you should have one right now. Oh, please. Could we? But we're, I we're am enjoying right a cup of tea, Corrie, at the moment, <laughs> but I must say, I must say, if it was later in the day, it's one of my favourite wines. And you're right, Miles, it's certainly a lot cheaper over here when you buy it in Europe. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 
So tell us about the Gilbert Peak. What price there? Uh, so the Gilbert Peak is uh, peak, six. Sorry, Peak. Gilbert Peak. Yeah, P I C Q. I think it is. Uh, Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Yep. So that is uh, Le Chantemel at fifty-five dollars a bottle, and the Gilbert Peak. Uh, $68 a bottle. Mm. Uh, neither of them are, are in oak barrels. Um, they have that very distinctive oyster shell mm. kind of taste, a bit lemony, rather delicious. Uh, and you you get quite excited when you talk about Chablis. Yeah, it used to be one of those wines. A little I, twinkle I, in your eye yeah, today, Miles. I used to be. Might a, have had one on the way here. Well, almost. I thought I'd better try it just to make sure I know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> Didn't quite. But I, I used to not be a huge fan I, when I sort of first started in the wine industry. I thought they were a bit, I guess I thought they were a bit sort of nothing and there wasn't much going on. But I've really changed my tune. I think they're such a wonderfully like pure and very reflective of their terroir, very reflective of where they're grown. And I think that's what makes them such an interesting wine. They're very hard, they're very hard to copy. You, you can make wines look similar to some of the stuff you see in Burgundy with winemaking techniques, but I think it's very difficult with Chablis because it's just hard to copy that that soil and that weather and all those things that make it so unique. Well, Carol, I, I feel like we've found uh, the third or fourth stop on the Miles Thompson Don't Shoot mm. the Messenger Wine Tour of Europe. Definitely we all want to go to that region of France. Love Miles, to. thanks for coming in. And for everybody who wants to order the Gilbert Peak or the Chantemel uh, Chablis, what do we do? So just jump on the website. Um, the page is up there, the Don't Shoot the Messenger page. You can jump on there and it has the list of all the wines we talk about and uh, put in the code MEWS at your checkout and you'll get 10% off the wines. So easy, everybody. Go do it. Princewinestore.com.au. And Miles, thanks so much for coming in. Oh, thank you. And that's the cocktail cabinet. Thanks to Prince Wine Store, bringing wine enthusiasts the greatest wine in the world. You'll find them in Bank Street, South Melbourne, but they can deliver Australia wide. Visit their website, princewinestore.com.au.